0: Greetings. My name is Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. Welcome to our sermon. This is the one I'm going to be preaching Sunday morning in our church. That's going to be on March the 21st, 2021. Uh, but I would pre-record this on Thursdays prior uh, to the service. We don't know what might happen between here and Sunday. And so we go ahead and record this. It's great rehearsal for me. And I hope you get something out of it too. But if you would look in your scripture. We're going to look at Luke, the 12th chapter, verses 16 through 21. Luke 12, 16 through 21. Uh, We're going to be looking at our third sermon on the Uncluttered series. That's right. For the month of March, we're looking about Uncluttered. And what we're going to be looking at today is making room for giving. Making room for giving. And so, but remember, as we talk about uncluttered, sometimes when we try to unclutter our life, it's not always the bad stuff, not just the junk. Sometimes it's good things, but we put them in the, right, uh, the wrong priority. And so we won't be looking today about this man. Uh, in the scripture, it says the parable of the rich fool. That doesn't seem to make sense in this day and time to put the words rich and fool together but that's what this man is and we know about him big and, uh building bigger barns and all this is going on so what we find here uh in this study about that bigger barns is in the greek uh, word there rendered barns has really a broader meaning uh, it signifies stores and warehouses it's, it's kind of like the whole system going from farm to the warehouse, uh, to the store. I mean, we're talking about a very successful businessman. Years ago, there was an article. It's funny the things you can pull up on on Facebook uh, or websites and things like this. I mean, stuff from years ago. But there was an article in Forbes magazine many years ago about uh, what kills billionaires. That was a title, What Kills Billionaires. Uh, billionaires. It was an interesting article, but let me summarize the article. What kills billionaires? Their heart stops. That's right. Simply, their heart stops. Whether you are a billionaire or a millionaire or maybe just a hundred dollar heir, you know, think about it. There's going to come a time our heart will stop. And yes, it might be an accident. It might be something very tragic. It might be one of those, I love just to go to sleep at night and wake up in heaven. But our heart is going to stop. But the real message we have here is not if we're going to die, period. We are going to die unless the Lord comes first and takes us home. It's not uh, when we're going to die, uh, that's appointed by God. We're not in charge of that. It is what we do with God's blessings. That's what the Scripture is all about. It is what we do with God's blessings when we're still alive. That's what it is. So I hope you got your Bible ready. Uh, please read along with me. I'm reading from the NIV. And so we look at here in Luke 12, verse 16. And He told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest, He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And so then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store up my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. You've heard that before many times, haven't you? And then, but God said to him, You fool, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Not rich toward God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we journey into Your precious Word, it is to take this Word of Yours and to live it out in this day, in this time that we're living. Lord, most of us are not billionaires. Most of us are not millionaires. But Lord, we have been blessed and let us realize how important it is that we take these blessings and we use them for Your glory. That we give of our heart, we give of our life, we give of our time for Your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing we want to look at this man is that his arms were full. His arms were full. His arms were full of things that he had planted. Yes. I mean, they said the ground was bountiful at that time, uh, yielding a great harvest, abundant and all this. And so his arms were full of things that he had planted. His arms were full of things that he had harvested. His arms were full of God's blessings. But you don't see that, do you? But what we can safely say about this man was he was successful. He was successful. Now, see, I grew up in a farming. Uh, Community. I uh, grew up on a farm, and so things like this. I know many folks in this day and time never even walked upon a farm. So they don't know what it's all about. But to think about this man and what he was able to do, I think of him as being very successful. But look what he says there. He's talking about my grains and my goods, and what am I to do with all this? Uh, did this happen year after year? Most likely, I know it's a t- parable. But by somebody acting like this, this was a good year after probably several years of just getting by. If you ever grew up on a farm, you know what I'm talking about. It may be one of those years that all of a sudden everything comes together. Right temperature, the, the right uh, moisture. I mean, I'm talking about everything. So it's abundant. And so he's celebrating here. So his desire was to take care of these fruits and these grains, that product that he had. And so I've read somewhere that this was actually a form of what we call soul disease. I know there's so many diseases and viruses and things out there in this day and time. But this was that, that what one writer called a soul disease. It's kind of like kudzu. Now I know some of you that are watching this, listening this, have no idea what I'm talking about. But kudzu, especially in the south, southeast and all this, that plant that we see that comes out, it just moves so slow. I say slowly. Sometimes I think it grows overnight. But it comes in and it starts taking over. And next thing you know, it can choke out. I've seen whole billboards on the side of the interstate. If they don't take care of that kudzu, that kudzu can come up. Uh, those posts and just wrap itself completely around a billboard that you can't see it anymore. This is what we call the soul disease. When we start wanting to uh, worship our possessions, it comes in and wraps around our heart and chokes it out. He was successful, but what's happened was these, these products, these crops... What were they doing? They were wrapping around his heart and destroying any affections for anything worthwhile. I mean, there's family, there's friends, there's God. And so that's what he was successful, but he was being choked out by them. We see that he was a good temporary planner. It had to be to plant the crop and harvest the crop and get all this done. And so he could see that he needed bigger barns. He needed bigger barns for, as it said here in the scripture, his surplus. And he could build. He promised a man that could do things with his hands. Or he was smart enough to have it designed and have somebody else come in and help build it. Maybe trade some of his crops, his, his product. For the barn and all this. He could see today, maybe he could have a little glimpse of what it might be tomorrow. But we all need to be reminded of this like he should have been reminded. Hard work does not give you a credit card. Hard work does not give you a credit card. You know what a credit card is, don't you? Sometimes you think, I know there's a debit card and there's a credit card. A debit card is supposed to be used for what you already have. And so you pull from that. A credit card is something that you use saying that I don't have it now, but I can pay it later. And that's kind of what he had in his mind. He thought by giving all his energy, he thought by giving all his passion, that uh, that's all he needed in life. Just work hard. How many of us think Our working hard is going to take care of everything. Our working hard. And I'm not talking about, this is not one of those, like we're doing a study on Romans right now on Wednesday nights. This is not one of those working toward heaven, but because I'm a hardworking man, I pull myself up by my own bootstraps that I've got it all okay. That uh, by working hard now, that when I get that, retirement age, whatever age it may be, that when I get there, all, everything's going to be okay with my family. I'm going to have great health. I'm going to have a lot of fun. i tell you what, I'm at that age, and yes, I passed what I, most folks think retirement age. I know I don't look like it, but thank you. But see, they got this idea that when I get to this certain point in my life, my family's going to be there for me. If you've not been there for your family before, they're not going to be there then. Well, when I get this, I'll help. If we've destroyed our health because we had to work and we had to do this and all that, and then I've known many people to retire one year and die the next year. And then to think about having all the fun. It's hard having fun when our body's being destroyed, our families are gone, and no friends. All this going on. yet the, You know, the Scripture tells us. The Scripture tells us work hard. The Scripture has it. Don't be a sluggard. That's a word we don't use too much. In other words, don't be lazy. But we need to work as in to the Lord. We need to work to bring Him glory. That's the kind of hard work we're talking about. So as success, as successful as this man was, we need to realize his vision was limited. His vision was limited. He could not look beyond his strengths. He could not look upon his wealth. And he actually, when you go look at it, though he was a successful businessman, he had conflicting goals. He had two goals. One was to work hard, get all this crop in, and then I'm going to make all this money. That was one goal. And then the next moment, he said, Well, I'm getting these barns, and then what I can do? Eat, drink, and be merry. Those two don't go together. It's like I live this, and then at this moment, I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to start living like this. Two conflicting goals in his life. And so uh, he was also seduced by the temporary. Seduced by the temporary. See, wealth and abundance can seduce us. See it all the time. Look in our society today. Uh, In the United States right now, uh, many people are getting these uh, uh, stimulus checks. Stimulus checks. And I've talked to people who've worked in these big box stores. And the, the last time they had these stimulus checks come in, all these folks rushed in and had to get the biggest TVs. I mean, their house is a piece of junk. I mean, they're driving a piece of junk, but they had to buy the biggest TV there was. Now tell me, what's going on? What's going on? See, wealth can seduce us to be complacent. I can take care of myself. Self-sufficiency leads us into that. And then the covetousness. Now we don't mention that too much. I know the scripture says, do not covet this, this, and this. But see, sometimes we're covenant. we want more, and we want more. And we need to realize our more is here for a reason, and that's to share with others. But then we see those words in this scripture, that his soul was required of him. And so as we see this, uh, and, uh, but God said to him, you fool, this very night, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who would get what you have prepared for yourself? And so I want you to realize something. This parable is not saying that because this night your soul will be required that he's going to hell. This is not saying this is punishment. It is not that at all. But what we realize is this parable reminds us it was just his time. Just like you. You have an appointed time. Uh, I, I've said a joke for so many years and people think it's the craziest thing, but i won't to say it to you because you're not here and you can't slap me back. But you ever heard about the woman who got run over coming out of the health food store? Think about it. She was coming out of the health food store because that's where she had gone to get all her vitamins and supplements and, and dietary meals so she can live a long life only to get run over I know it wasn't funny the first time, it's not funny now. But anyway, thank you for working with me. And so here we have this situation that we think we got tomorrow because I've taken my vitamins. We think we got our tomorrow because maybe we've got our vaccine shots. See, some of us have been hiding away thinking it was going to add more time to us. We've not added any more time than God has already appointed for us. And that's what's in this parable here. It reminds us there's a designated time for all of us to take our last breath on earth. But let me say this. You're reminded with death. After death, there's two two travel plans. One is if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your travel plans is to heaven. To be in the presence of God for eternity. So what's the other? You know it already. When you take your last breath here on this earth, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you're going to spend eternity in hell. So this parable doesn't go into that. But be reminded, that's what's going to happen. Our soul is going to have to report before the throne of God. And either we're going to heaven or we're going to hell. But so, this parable is to remind us that make sure to ask yourself, what have you prepared for yourself after you're gone? I mean, you need to make sure you've got that decision. Trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But for all the things that you have, where well, I've made my will and I did that, I'm not talking about leaving a will, which you need to do. Make sure you do that. But make sure that you're leaving behind these things that can bless others and actually to use them now. See, this man was called a fool. He was called a fool. I know to me, that would be one of the hardest things in the world to hear, somebody calling me a fool. But the f- being called a fool, the reason? He forgot about death. He forgot about death. He forgot that he was responsible for helping others. So, Let's look for a few moments on how not to be a fool. I know you don't like to be called it. I don't like to be called it. But how can we not be a fool? Remember, first thing. Remember you. Write your name down. Remember, for me, remember Walford. Remember who we really are. You were created in the image of God. That's right. You didn't create yourself. You can say all you want to. You pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Who gave you the bootstraps? Who gave you strength to get into the boots? It is God. He created you. You were created to not live forever. Praise God for that. I mean, the only place we're supposed to live forever is in the presence of God in heaven. Or we're going to be in, the, in, in Satan. that Well, I mean, he's going to be whooped up on too. But hell that goes on forever and ever and ever. But we were created not to live on this earth with these earthly bodies forever and ever. And you were created to honor God with everything you do. Everything you produce, everything that you have made with your hands, you were created to honor God. And so be reminded of that. See, if our soul is reduced to nothing but mere possessions, we're in a lot of trouble. Because I found out our possessions can be gone in a heartbeat. Our possessions can rot in a heartbeat. Our possessions can be wrested away in no time. So remember you. Second thing is, remember your neighbor. God created you to help your neighbor, but God created your neighbor to help you. Uh, I found this writing by St. Ambrose, uh, a religious leader back in the 4th century. I mean, that's a long time ago. But St. Ambrose wrote these words, and it's to remind us, you know, this writer, uh, uh, this parable tells us about building barns. Well, St. Ambrose wrote this Thou hast barns, the bosom of the needy, the houses of the widows, the mouths of the orphans, and of the infants. See, in the parable, he wanted to build bigger barns to hold his crops. God's given you crops. He's giving you money. He's giving you possessions. He's giving you things. And yes, make sure you've got some stored up to take care, but the abundance, you're to help those. And what did uh, St. Ambrose say? Uh, That the needy, the widows, the orphans, and the children. Yes. There are barns out there. Look around. I know. I know we come in a time where there's people to take advantage. There's folks on the side of the road that's got those signs, uh, you know, out of job, need help, and they've got better cars than we got. I know. I know. I know. But there's enough hurting. There's enough barns out there to put into to help for others. But the last thing to keep us from being a fool is remember God. Remember God. See, being rich or growing riches, or, or growing these riches that we have, is not condemned. It's not condemned. You will find in the Scripture time after time, especially in the Old Testament, where God's hand was upon this person and this person. And what happened? Their families grew. I mean, the uh, all the animals, I mean, the livestock grew. The, his, his property grew. He was blessed. There's times after times after... You see that in the scripture. But in remembering God, remember this, that we are to be rich toward God first. To be rich toward God. So some questions. Are you spending time with God? Are you trusting God completely? Whether you got a dollar or $10 or a million dollars, are you trusting God with that? And are you praising Him? And then think about this. Are you growing rich in sharing Him with others? And so today, you you might not know Jesus at all as your Savior. You know of His name. You probably can quote some scripture. But you can really admit right now, honestly to yourself, that you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, you're very poor then. Today, you can become rich in God. By inviting Jesus in your heart. Confess your sins and invite Jesus in your heart. Some of you have drifted away. You're doing your thing, your way, and you forgot. You forgot God. Well, today, be rich toward Him. Come back home to Him. I mean, He's not going to strip your pocketbook. He's not going to take everything out of your checking account. He just wants everything that's in your heart. Period. That's it. He wants everything that's in your heart. Can you give it to Him today? It's simple. Say, Lord, forgive me for drifting away from You. Lord, forgive me for not trusting You. Today, Lord, let me see the needs of others. Trust in Him today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You that You give us these parables to teach us how to live life. We want to be successful, but we want to be successful in having a life that glorifies you. We want to be a big business people so we can help others in need. Lord, we're to go walking through this life today, seeing needs and meeting needs. Let our hands be empty. Let our lives be uncluttered that we give all our time and attention to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have some more questions, maybe some concerns, please let me know. My cell phone number is 864-812-0073 or you can email me at pastor at gaffneysouthside.com Love to hear from you. And I tell you what, be rich toward God. But remember this, He was rich toward you because He gave His Son Jesus just for you. Trust in Him today. God bless.